ready. Welcome to episode 28 of the Go Get Em Agility podcast. My name is Margaret Hughes, and I'm your host, along with my daughter, Emma Hughes. Hi, everybody. Hi, Emma. Hello. <laughs> so welcome back to the States. Yes, we are in person. How do you like driving your car again? Oh, it was great. There's no other feeling like it, except maybe running agility. So I have a question about cars. Okay. And so this, this pertains to the podcast, so stick with me here, kids. I have a question that I want to ask you about how you drive. Oh, boy. And I want you to be honest. Okay. It's, it's okay. You can be honest with me. Okay. All right. When you're driving on the freeway and you are in the slow lane, so maybe you just got on from, you know, the side streets, so you're now on the freeway, you're in the slow lane, but you want to go fast. So you want to get into the fast lane. Or you just want to get over to the fast lane. And you see a car coming up in your rear view mirror. Do you hit the gas and gun it? Scooch over two lanes to the fast lane? Or do you slow down, hit the brakes, slow down, and go behind them? Um, I'll go behind them. But also, I do drive slow cars. So, Well, we're not talking about your Beetle. Okay. We're talking Man. about... Okay, I, so you go behind them. Would that be I think so. a front cross, a rear cross, or a blind cross in agility? That would be a rear cross. That would be a rear cross. So you, right. you slow down. You don't come to a screeching halt, right? Right. You slow down and you pull over to the fast lane behind the person. And then you speed up again. Would a front cross be like a Fast and Furious drift where you, where you turn the wheel, look at them in the eyes, and you're like, I'm faster than you, yeah. and then you spin back and around? Yeah, and yeah, you, 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 you wave to them right. as Hello. you pass by, and you know, you can do it in slow motion if you want, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You're spinning in front of them. That's what I do at the track all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's a handbrake turn doing a, doing a front cross, yeah. right? Okay, so what if you wanted to do a blind cross? How would you drive that same? That speed up? <laughs> you'd speed up. Yeah. So you'd speed up, cross into the middle lane. It is important to check your blind spot, though, or to make eye contact with your dog, you know. Before sure. or after you oh, run? Oh, before and after. No, just after, really. Oh, well. Yeah. All right, so I want to compare freeway driving. <laughs> dog training? To a dog agility. <laughs> To the three crosses, front cross, blind cross, rear cross. Okay, not maybe not the front cross. I think we did give the example <laughs> of doing so. You're, you're driving along, you hit the handbrake, you spin the wheel, face your enemy, and flip to the other side of the runway. <laughs> Seen in Fast and Furious uh, 2, I believe. Yes. All right, so we won't talk about the front cross with freeway driving, although I think it could be done. You know, if we're yeah, doing Mythbusters, right, if we're in a stunt room I'll, here. I'll bet it can be done. I want to talk about the blind cross. Okay. Specifically about the blind cross. So, okay. yeah, we could use the rear cross as an, a freeway analogy as well, but I want to do the blind cross. We are making an analogy between driving on the freeway and the blind cross. Okay, here's my rules. You're, the handler is only ever going to run in lanes one, which would be the slow lane, or in lane three, which would be the fast lane, okay? The dog 
always runs in lane two. So the dog is always in the middle lane, always. Just think of it as three lanes. Okay, dog's in the middle, you're on either side. Yes. Yeah, okay. Not at the same time. Right. So Hopefully. you're either moving from uh, lane one to lane three, or lane three back to lane one. And you, you never live in lane two. You cross over lane two during the cross, but you don't live and run in lane two. The dog lives and runs in lane two. So think about it as you're on the freeway. If you want to go from lane one to lane three in front of the dog, so this would be a blind cross, then you would put on the gas to get in front of a car that's approaching you, especially <laughs> if they're approaching you quickly, right? Right. So if you see that the car coming up in your rear view mirror or your side mirror is gaining speed on you and you want to get in front of them because your exit is coming, you would hit the gas running and cross over as quickly as you could to then pick up, let the, let the car pick up and, and beat you again. Yeah. Right? So this is a blind cross. Boom. So, that, yeah, there you go. We're done. Podcast okay. over. So Seven what, minutes in. What I find that people, as handlers, have a tendency to do is they will get into lane two and then they'll wait for their dog. And the dog's like, hello, you're in my way. So I want to inform everybody that the blind cross is about getting out of lane two as quickly as possible. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You sound, you don't sound convinced. Well, no, I'm just thinking that on a, <laughs> on a freeway, everything's very straight and you know, you know, you can see where you're going and you can see where you've been. Are we going to do this on a country road as well with those nice dotted lines that allow you to pass? I guess that's not the same analogy, though, because country roads don't have three lanes. Um, right. No, you have to be able to do this on a three lane, like you're racing in autocross or something. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. What's the, what's, what's, what's the one where they have lots of cars going and the track changes? Tokyo Drift. Uh, NASCAR. What kind uh, of Le Hey, Le Mans is uh, coming up soon, everybody. Yeah, uh, so if you excited. have... You can watch you, that if and you have, see your agility friends. If you have three lanes available to you, you're going to switch between the, the inside track lane to the outside track lane. And right. if the road turns, you're now on the inside track again. Exactly. Right? But you, is, and you want to take the path of least resistance, right? The fastest path. Uh, here's our little... Or the shortest path. Yeah, yeah. For the handler. But yeah. that's not has nothing to do with the blind. No, but it does have a lot to do with car racing. Well, it has to do with changing sides. Yeah. Right? So my analogy, I'm trying to uh, um, describe this, is that when you're on the freeway and your exit is coming up, it doesn't matter if you're going from the fast lane to the slow lane or the slow lane to the fast lane. It really doesn't matter your speed once you get into one of those two lanes. The analogy is that when you do want to cross over from the fast lane back to the slow lane, because your exit is coming, 
but you have a car coming up from behind that is increasing in speed, you would never put on the brakes if you wanted to change lanes in front of them. Right. You would add gas. Yeah. And that is a blind cross. Yeah. Right? If you put yeah. on the brakes, you're stuck doing a rear cross. Right. Because that is a rear cross. Right. And the dog or the car in the middle is always going to be faster than you because your dog most likely is always going to be faster than you. Right. So Okay, so then that comes down to blind crosses. If you're going to perform a blind cross, you have to be strategically aware of when you can get ahead of your dog. Yeah. Right? So dog goes into a 20-foot tunnel. Take off. Go. Yeah. Can you send your dog to a jump and leave them? Yeah, right. they have to take corners. They don't know that they're turning necessarily. as or, or if you give them direction to the jump you want them to send to and they stay committed, you don't have to wait for them to land. You can take off in the direction you want to go and cut off three feet yeah. and beat them by two feet, right? They're going to catch you eventually. But the blind cross requires that added gas on the handler's part or strategically leaving the dog behind so that you are in front when you perform it. Yeah. You don't have to be faster than your dog. You have to be smarter in your handling and know when you can leave them. Right. But then don't hesitate. This whole thing, I'm, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. You guys know that Subaru commercial of the Golden Retriever family? And they're like in the car and they have the baby in the back. Well, I know. Imagine it. that. And that's what you're going up against. That's your dog in a car. <laughs> and okay. you're also in a car. <laughs> I digress. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> you're no. like the dog's in a car. Think of it on the freeway. And I was like, oh, this oh, is a Oh, you mean, you mean your dog is driving <laughs> that car. Driving. I think you have a, you once made me a PDF picture of Dottie in a Formula One car. And I did. she was barking. She says, I love podcasts. I did. We should make that the thumbnail I, of this I, one or something. I actually tried to find that this morning. Oh, I have it. I, if oh, you, you did? Like it, okay, yeah. I did try and find that this morning. Yeah, so that's right. Because I was doing a thing on Blind Crosses and I actually never finished that project there. But I'd like to try and recreate it. I'd like to try and um, put it into onto paper what I'm talking about. But until I do that, I thought this podcast would be a good way to try and emphasize that. I think it's a good analogy. Well, all I wanted to express was the speed that you... Not even necessarily... Speed's sp a good one, yeah. It's not even the speed necessarily. It's the... Just keep moving forward to get in front of the car that you right. want to get in front of. Like, you're not going to throw your brakes on on the freeway. Right. You would never get into lane two and throw on the brakes and then switch over to lane yeah. one. Or even even if you're in any lane ever on the freeway, you would not come to a complete stop as long as there's not traffic. We're assuming there's no traffic in this scenario. Um, you would never come to a complete stop. Would you? No. So in agility, don't and, don't come into a complete stop. Okay, here's a, okay. Here's where it's not like a freeway, but um, you see people do this all the time, especially um, street racers. So let's <laughs> go on. That's not me. Let's go on street. <laughs> let's go on street racing. Is you know how you're supposed to go from you, you look in your mirror, you put on your blinker, you move over one lane, look in your mirror, put on your blinker, move over another lane. Yeah. Right? Like you're supposed to turn your blinker off 
when you do the lane change right, yeah. and then do another lane change uh-huh. right in agility we don't turn the blinker off and we don't pause in lane two to go over to lane three we go right from lane yeah. one over to lane three or lane three right over to lane one without that pause of the blinker yeah, pretend you are illegal 16 year old who just got their license and they have a silly little sports car zoom back and forth pretend watch tokyo or watch fast and the furious and channel that energy yeah you are paul walker <laughs> yeah you don't want to stop in lane two and throw the blinker back on to go to lane the next lane right you want to drift exactly. all the way over <laughs> yeah tokyo drift oh, all goodness. the way over three lanes of traffic <laughs> to get where you want to go in a in a blind cross <laughs> yeah but don't do this in real life yeah don't do we're not, we're not giving you um, advice we don't uh support this message <laughs> that's right do not tokyo drift for real we want you to drift over three lanes in agility but not in real life right we have to be safe in real yes. life so we're not giving you permission to street race, but we want you to visualize it and then walk your course with that visualization and then run your course with that with purpose, right? Purposely cross over three lanes. Yeah. Okay, here's another thing that happens in the blind cross that I wanna help people clear up is the blind cross is not a zigzag oh it is not a lightning bolt i didn't think it is it is a it should be a straight line for the handler oh do people i, people, I guess that would struggle for beginner people yeah, yeah. When, when people change hands they take a side step like rally like the side yeah, step and rally yeah. you don't take i mean you do get out of their way you do move to the right or the left but you don't want it to be a football move <laughs> where you're avoiding something coming in front of you you want that line to be as straight as possible in your transition from the dog being on one side of you to the dog being on the other side of you yeah it's a diagonal line really isn't it it is it's a yeah. it should be a straight diagonal line not a lightning bolt right where it, it zigzags yeah that's a really good point i never really thought of it that way um yeah yeah people do that especially on tunnels they uh, they yeah. go to the end of the tunnel they zigzag across it and then continue straight your line should just cut a straight line diagonally yeah past the tunnel exit yeah not parallel to the tunnel exit yeah it should be at a diagonal yeah usually i mean there and are well, there are yeah, exceptions yeah. I mean, to that like if you're obviously. on like a blind tunnel and you need your dog to see you but it's right like, yeah I, I think for beginners a straight line is very good um it's also shall we i'll see if i can bring this back to the freeway analogy once more you also have to make sure that when you do change your lanes you don't have to check your blind spot in agility but you kind of got to know where the car is behind you or your dog. Uh, otherwise, you will get either taken out in the knees or you will get rear-ended on the freeway. Um, neither of which are fun. Yeah, you need to, you need to know the, the, the acceleration of your own dog, where they're at in relation to you. And if at any point you feel like, ah, I'm going to get smashed here, then bail on the blind cross. Don't mm. go for it. 
but you also need to learn to predict what is my dog speed? Will the tunnel accelerate my dog? Do I have enough time to get the blind cross? But in that moment of making that decision could be the difference between getting enough forward motion or not. And so you really need to make that decision early and either commit to it, go for it, or bail on it and pull into the rear cross. Because if you don't pull off the blind, you're, you're stuck with the rear. Yeah. You don't have any choice. That's the side change you're going to do. Yeah. All right. So a couple of other key elements of the blind cross. So once you perform the blind cross, what are three things that tell your dog that one, a blind cross has been performed and which side to come up on? Oh, are you asking me? Yeah. Oh dear. You know the answer to this. (laughs) Um, your hand will come up. Yeah, hand signal. Um, you're gonna make eye contact. Eye contact and um, oh, you like shoulders, don't you? Well, you're gonna yeah. drop. Yeah, you're you draw naturally your shoulder back. because your hand's going back. You're yeah. naturally gonna drop your shoulder back. Yeah, I don't know if you have to think about your shoulder too much. You will have to think about the others. The only time that I really think about my shoulder is when it's a very difficult blind cross for the dog. Yeah, you're very severe. And I really want them to know you're pulling up on this side of me. Right, because opening the shoulder is opening up the lane, isn't it? It's saying this is the lane that we're taking. Exactly. So the more you open your shoulder, the wider the lane Right, and while they don't change lanes, you're showing them that you're on a different side of their lane. Right. Correct. Um, And... The eye contact, sometimes really well-trained dogs that have been doing this a number of years, they'll get it with just the side of your face. But young dogs almost need your full, they need to see both eyes. You don't need to give necessarily direct eye contact, but they need to see so much of your face that they don't question whether or not they're correct on yeah. on guessing which side. You just side. need to acknowledge their existence. Like, you just need to see them. Yeah. And they'll, they should be okay. Yeah, connect. Make a connection with them with your, with your eye contact or at least giving them a lot of frontal yeah. facial features you could, to help them. You could probably say their name or, you know, something along those lines, but it's not required. No, verbal uh, is not required. I don't use a verbal. I know. On my blind cross. I do say the dog's yeah, name every Yeah, not as a verbal, not as a, you know, every single time I do a blind cross, I say Dot's name. But as a, you know, if she's coming up a little bit wide, I'll be like, hey, let's go on the right-hand side here. Yeah. And most of the time, if your dog's coming up on the incorrect side, either one, you never even addressed <laughs> it, you never trained it. Right. Because it is a natural behavior for the dog to come up onto the side where you're looking. So that is a natural behavior for your dogs. But you also have to do that with motion because motion will override the eye contact at times. And if your eye contact isn't at least trained a little bit, then they'll, they'll be guessing, yeah. right? And they have a 50-50 shot at getting it right. Um, but what's important to know is that of the three signals, the eye contact, the hand signal, and the shoulder rotation, the strongest one is the eye contact. So you could do all of this with your hands in your pockets and get the blind cross with just eye contact, but you can't get it necessarily with just a hand signal. 
because when if you're right because we run with our hands right and so we our hands are out there a lot and so dogs do start to ignore when they're not really directed at the dog and so if your hands way back they may pick that up but if you're facing forward looking where you're going your dog has a 50 50 shot at getting it right even with a hand signal out there because the hand signal in my opinion is just not quite enough information to give them the the side information yeah so are we done i guess that was a good analogy i liked that okay i have one more thing about the blind cross it's a misconception that the blind cross doesn't isn't a turning cue by mm. itself by itself the blind cross is not a turning cue but the blind cross can be used on turns oh yeah if the handler's in front and cueing the turn right after the blind oh, yeah. or during the blind right like you can do a blind cross on a turn it's in fact i love it personally here's the downside to the blind cross is that you do lose connection with your dog for a momentary lapse of, of time it, and it really depends on how fast you are in that blind cross as to how much disconnect you create and if in that side change if and when your head rotates from one side to the other you stop eye contact with your dog and there's a jump right in front of them they're going to pick up the jump before they realize that you've pulled your head back to a different side right that and it cues a ton of forward motion and so if you are doing a blind cross maybe on a, a turn that is pretty tight um, you might end up going a little bit wide. Your dog might end up going a little bit wide because it does cue so much forward motion. But I think if timed correctly, you can do a blind cross on almost any turn. Yeah, and timed correctly, and the handler has to have discipline that once they speed up and get the blind cross, that, that they then decelerate for whatever they want coming yeah. to, to indicate collection right or to at least indicate relative collection so slowing down just a little bit maybe not true collection where you want a tight tight wrap right um, and again it depends on the dog a bigger jumper that already struggles with decelerating the blind cross might not be the best choice for that handler right but for a dog that can read their handlers really well and even small dogs like dog oh, doesn't have issues with it because she's tiny i bet jinx would i have jinx was awesome with was blinds. He? I, I don't remember loved really. him with blinds oh good boy um, but i have a handler that has a small irish irish black and tan terrier something like that and that dog literally reads her feet and her eye contact almost immediately oh wow really really incredible sense of what her handler the handler is doing and she can do any blind cross almost at any point and as long as she turns and looks at her dog the dog's like got it i'm, oh, wow, I'm on it so i don't think that size and this is a small dog this is an eight inch jumper yeah. could be a four inch preferred dog oh, so, small, so small very dog. very small oh, um fast little booger too i mean really <laughs> really fast um, and so the dog can read her intentions very, very quickly. 
And so I don't think that size necessarily has anything to do with oh, it. Oh, I think size has a lot to do with but it. But I think that the striding gives this dog a great opportunity to turn quickly. Oh, yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Because I have seen some pretty big Border Collies have very short strides. And so they have a very, uh, they have a really good uh, way of turning, like, really, really quickly. But I was talking about, like, big dogs, like, you know, these giant Border Collies that you see that have really, really, really long strides. Um... I mean, one of my teammates had a Border Collie that was just huge. He was so, so fast, but he just couldn't turn when he was younger. Um, and so when you're doing a blind cross, you really have to cue that turn so your dog doesn't go flying out. Not that a turn is bad. Not that a wide turn is bad. He'll just lose time. Um, but you could also pick up other obstacles in that yeah, wide Yeah, I think I'll go back to my original argument is that I do think that the bigger the dog, the harder it is to turn tighter. Generally, I'd say that for about 75% of big dogs, it's harder for them to turn. Because I never taught Dottie how to turn. She just turns, she knocks cones, she turns that tightly. Right. Um, but I never taught that. But ever. I think you did. I think you taught a ton of collection in yeah. your backside training. Oh, well, yeah. And so I think that you yeah, inadvertently... Yeah, but Millie, Millie too. I mean... Millie was small. And I think that came down to how fast you were. Oh, I, yeah, four-year-olds right? are not fast. So uh, I, you I, heard think, it here. <laughs> I think that um, there is a... Okay, I think we could disagree then. Um, well, I'm, not no, saying, I, I'm not no. saying I disagree with you. I'm saying that I think that big dogs have bigger strides and are harder. If you're doing a blind cross with a big dog, they have a lot more tendency to just shoot out. Um, unless you're cueing that turn really, really nicely. Yeah, there definitely needs to be some training involved for yeah. them to pick up and read the blind cross really quickly because the shoulders um, are driving forward, the yeah. feet are driving forward, and there does need to be a very fast reconnection with the dog, which is something that you have right from the get-go with a front cross. Yeah, front crosses are really good for collection. Collection and connection. Yeah, eye contact as you swerve into the middle lane and right. wave at your opponent. Um, but if, 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 but I personally think that dogs personally prefer blinds over front crosses. I think that a lot of people, when they know that they're going to be late for a blind, if they don't trust their rear cross, they will do a front cross instead of the blind. And that just slows everybody down so much. Yeah, and you can save, even if the dog kind of um, cuts behind you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you can. You can wrap them back can, around yeah. with the front cross. You can accommodate the speed very easily. Right, where you can't do that with the blind. No. Once the dog shoots past you in That's a blind, it, yeah. it's very, very, very difficult to get them back. Yeah, I agree. In time to get an obstacle without incurring a fault. Right. Whereas yeah. the front cross, you can still save it. A lot right, because you're turning your entire body into them, which causes a ton of deceleration. Yeah. The other thing, though, about why I would do blind crosses nine out of ten times to the front cross is saving my body, saving my yeah. knees. <laughs> the front cross does hurt sometimes, doesn't it? it? <laughs> and, and you can get disoriented yeah. in that spinning. I've twisted knees doing front crosses, I think only twice, but... It has happened, and it hurt really bad. Right. Okay, so here's my last thing. I may have already said that, my last thing. Here's my second to last thing. Here's my <laughs> second last thing. Right. Is a lot of my students struggle with doing the blind. It, they do struggle understanding what it is. And so one way that helps them to visualize how to perform the blind cross 
is they imagine themselves as an airplane. Oh, that's a good one. And as they're picking up one dog, they've got their dog on one wing, and they keep flying, and they dip their wing back to pick them up on the other wing. Yeah. And then the wing that's going higher it disappears. Yeah. So they fly like they're flying. Yeah. Maybe I should do a, a airplane runway analogy. So you're yeah. flying down the, the runway. <laughs> this. You and your dog. Oh, what was it? Catch me if you can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you're, you're flying on the airplane runway. Your dog's running next to you. <laughs> but there's two runways next to each other. <laughs> anyway. This is legal. I don't think Air so. traffic control is okay with this. All right, so that's it. That's I all think, I've got. Yeah. My big thing. One, reconnect with your dog right after the blind cross. Two, don't slow down in lane two. Yeah. That's your dog's lane. Get out of their lane. Get to the other side of the freeway. Yeah, yeah for Aaron, that's Max Verstappen's lane. You don't want to be in front of him, otherwise he'll run you over. <laughs> <laughs> Formula One, Aaron. It's this weekend. Oh, good job, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys all go watch Max. Max, Max yeah, what's his name? Max Verstappen. He's Max, very, he's very good. It? Max Verstappen. He's Dutch. He has Max. A, Max. M A X. And then what? Um, is there, and he's. Is it, there a middle initial you're saying? Max Verstappen. Verstappen is. His oh, Verstappen. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Got it. But he's very. He has not lost yet. Um, it's very annoying. <laughs> Okay, so for Formula One's yeah, on. Go watch race cars pass each other, and they speed up Yeah, when they're on the straightaway to pass them and try and get back on that inside lane. You gotta, you gotta well, be faster they than go that. from they go from the outside of the inside back to the... Anyway. Yeah, we're maybe, getting too Maybe that's this. not the same. All right, Em. Go get them. Go get them. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Don't get run over in the middle lane. Ready. Ready.